Welcome to Counterthought, a podcast conserving America's freedom, culture, and values. This is Brian Kletter, the creator and host of the podcast. You can engage with the podcast on Instagram at counter underscore thought or at Counterthought CEO and on our Facebook page, Counterthought Podcast. For audio versions of the podcast, you can find us on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, and more. And for video versions of the podcast, join us on YouTube at the Counterthought channel. Let's go. Buffalo Bills defensive back DeMar Hamblin was discharged from the Buffalo Hospital earlier this week. However, questions remain. What exactly caused his cardiac arrest? Hello and welcome to another episode of Counterthought. This past week, DeMar Hamlin, Buffalo Bills defensive back, drafted in 2021, so just his second year in the league, suffered cardiac arrest in a Monday night football game two weeks ago against the Cincinnati Bengals. And this week on Wednesday, he was discharged from the Buffalo hospital that he was transferred to after spending a few days in the University of Cincinnati Medical Center hospital from the moment he was taken off of the field in an ambulance. I believe it was about 48 to 72 hours. I'll go through the timeline here in a second. But over the course of a grand total of about nine days, he has now been discharged from the hospital. Um, He is continuing rehabilitation at home and at other uh, facilities outside of the hospital. So we wish him a speedy recovery. However, the question still remains of what caused his cardiac arrest. So you may remember Going back to two Mondays ago, Monday Night Football, this was the uh, week 17, I believe, of the NFL season, the second to last week of the NFL season. Pivotal matchup in the AFC, Buffalo Bills versus the Cincinnati Bengals in Cincinnati. Cincinnati is leading their division in the AFC North. Buffalo Bills leading their division and have the best record in the AFC out of the AFC East. Pivotal game potentially playing for the number one seed, which would ultimately get a bye in the playoffs. So pivotal game. First quarter, T. Higgins, receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals, catches a pass, starts to turn upfield, lowers his shoulder because he sees DeMar Hamlin, again, defensive back coming to him to tackle him, lowers his shoulder, hits Hamlin right square in the chest, like right around the sternum area. Hamlin, T. Higgins, the receiver, they both go down, the tackle is made. Hamlin stands up for a couple of seconds, maybe a few seconds, and then all of a sudden collapses down onto the field. He went into cardiac arrest. Uh, Medical personnel was immediately rushed out onto the field. You've probably seen the videos of, you know, his teammates on the Buffalo Bills just like completely distraught, witnessing someone basically dying on the field. The medical personnel has said that he pretty much died twice, or I think it was maybe medical personnel and also I think his his father said that he died and had to be revived on the on the field. You know, they came out and administered CPR and then connected to him to an AED and got his heart uh, ticking again. And then that he died again at the hospital and they were able to revive him there. But that lasted about nine to ten minutes on the field to get him revived into an ambulance and then taken to the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. He arrived at the hospital. He was listed as critical condition. And then two days later, he was brought out of his medically induced coma. 
And then two days after waking up, so this would be uh, four days since the event occurred that Monday night, Hamlin had his breathing tube removed and talked to his teammates for the first time via FaceTime, which must have been an awesome experience for Hamlin and also his teammates who you know were, were worried about him and rightfully so. And then on Monday of, of this week, that would have been uh, January, let's see here, that would have been January 8th, right? No, 7th, 9th, yeah, January 9th. Um, one week after the cardiac arrest, Hamlin was transferred from the University of Cincinnati Medical Center to a Buffalo hospital, the Buffalo General Medical Center, because the game was played in Cincinnati. And then on Wednesday of this week, so that would have been uh, January 11th, nine days after the cardiac arrest, Hamlin got discharged from the Buffalo Hospital. And, the, and Dr. Jamie Nadler, who was the care team lead and the critical care physician and chief quality officer at Kaleida Health in Buffalo, stated, quote, we have completed a series of tests and evaluations and in consultation with the team physicians, we are confident that Damar can be safely discharged to continue his rehabilitation at home and with the Bills. Great news, right? You know, the boy is, I believe, 24 years old, two years in the league, and suffers cardiac arrest, which begs the question, what happened? And that's what everybody was asking as this was occurring and unfolding. Like, oh my gosh, you know, the watching a, a player go through cardiac arrest on the field watching the teammates of both teams, the coaches, they called the game. They didn't continue it. The game is not going to be made up wondering, okay, now that that's what we're seeing, but what is causing this? Why is a 24 year old who is supposed to be in peak condition, you know, an NFL football player getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars per season, you know, physical you know, strength, conditioning, everything top of the line. How is this happening? And with those questions being asked, you had people asking the question, like, you know, kind of whispering or maybe being very boisterous about it. Is it, is it COVID? Is it the vaccine that, you know, that was the question being asked is, is it that was there some type of, was myocarditis, was myocarditis already caused in his heart and it was overlooked in some type of physical, you know, when did he receive his last booster? Did he receive a booster? Is he vaccinated? Because in 2021, uh, when he was drafted, going back, you know, playing his time in his college ball at Pittsburgh, Demar Hamlin, the, there was no requirement for the players to be vaccinated. The NFL, by the time he got to the league in 2021, there was no requirement to be vaccinated. It was strongly encouraged because of the penalties and everything that were set in place in 2020 and 2021 in the NFL, to where if you, uh, you know, had to be um, quarantined and isolated and if so many players on the team got sick and were not vaccinated, there was harsher penalties for that, for the team. You could forfeit the game and so on and so forth versus if you were vaccinated. So the NFL reports that about 95% of their players are vaccinated, which I believe is still considered to be the first two, uh, two shots for the initial variant. And then a doctor's tweet came out later that night you know, of the cardiac arrest that said he gave Hamlin a booster about a week or two prior, but that doctor's account on Twitter was proven to be a fake account. 
but everybody saw that, right? Retweeted thousands of times, liked thousands of times, like, oh my gosh, see, 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 it was, it was the vaccine. And then you have the national media and, and others, here was their reaction to those asking the question legitimately, like, we want to know, like, what caused this? Players go through physicals every year. How is something like this overlooked? Did, did something just naturally occur in his body to put him at risk? An explanation that came out was initially, let me find the name of it here because um, is uh, commotio cordis, which is extremely rare. You know, was that it, which is basically at the exact right time you get hit in the chest hard enough during the beating cycles of your heart could send you into cardiac arrest. You know, so questions need to be asked to understand what is going on. Is it something related to the vaccine? If so, then, you know, we should probably try to figure that out of, are these players even safe to be playing? But the national media, here are some of the headlines um, or some of the key words in the headlines in response to those asking about his Hamlin's vaccination status. Terms like, words like grotesque, insensitive, conspiracy theory, inevitable, like this is inevitably going to be asked, vile, exploitative, you know, which didn't make those who were asking these questions too happy. Those who were asking these questions, and this includes friends of mine, and, you know, there are the ones who maybe are unvaccinated, who did not see the need to get it either because of their age or because they didn't trust what was going on. They didn't trust the lack of, of, of testing and longitudinal data and everything to say that these vaccines were safe. They think they thought of this or looked at this as almost like an eye for an eye. Like, okay, so these people who are calling this grotesque and vile and exploitive and conspiracy theorists, these people are the same people who demanded during 2020 and 2021 to know that when you got sick and diagnosed with COVID, if you were vaccinated, because if you were not vaccinated, they're going to shame you for not being vaccinated and getting sick and then spreading the disease and killing thousands. So those people are going to now say like, whoa, 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 you can't ask about his vaccinate, Hamlin's vaccination status. That's, that's off limits. You know, no, you can't, you can't ask that question. And to me, and I shared this with a friend of mine, I was like, okay, I, like, I understand this, this eye for an eye, you know, tit for tat. And I understand why those who had to go through that, um, you know, who were called grotesque and viler would be upset and rightfully so. But my my reaction to all of this and my, my approach was like, okay, I understand like this eye for an eye, but can we just wait? I mean, cause this started within an hour, <laughs> maybe 30 minutes. I don't even know if Hamlin was to the hospital by the time this stuff began and then, you know, firing across social media and everything like that. And over the course of nine days, it's, you know, spun out of control, kind of died down and simmered. But my, my initial thought was, okay, well, like, let's ask these questions, right? That's why I'm doing this episode. But can we just wait a little bit? Like, you know, read the room because these questions need to be asked, but do they really have to be asked in the right moment? I mean, in that exact moment, can't we just dial it back? And those who were, you know, some say like 
yeah, maybe. But the other's like, heck no, you know, you know how they treated us whenever we got sick or said we didn't want to get the vaccine. And then they're calling us vile and grotesque and agents of death and all this. Like, no, we're not going to back down. And I'm just thinking like, okay, well, simmer, simmer down, simmer down. But the crux of this issue is what is the issue with taking a long look at the data, at the data, to determine if the sudden collapse of athletes is caused by the shot in the boosters? That is the crux of the issue. What is the issue with taking a long look at the data to determine if these sudden collapses in young athletes and just young people especially between in the ages of 20s and their 30s is caused by the shot in the boosters more and more data is coming out studies are being done that are showing the more shots that you have received the more likely and susceptible you are to actually getting covid Athletes, hundreds of them, maybe into the thousands, have collapsed all over the world. You can watch the video footage, soccer players, tennis players. But why this one? Why did this one in America get so much attention? I think it is because it was a nationally televised game. It's the NFL, which wins out. I mean, it is the, the top dog when it comes to all the professional sports here in America. The world watches our football. And again, he went into cardiac arrest on the football field, had to be revived on the football field. That could not be hidden. That could not be swept under the rug. So there was no way to hide from this one. And this is another reason why we need to be asking these questions 24 years old undergoes annual physicals probably at least once a year once a season once or twice how if there was something naturally occurring could it go undetected so what caused it we don't know i mentioned commotio cordis that was extremely rare described it you know get hit hard enough in the chest during the rhythms, during the cycle of your heartbeat, it could send you into cardiac arrest. Now, I've read that that, may, that typically occurs in younger children, not adults, and it's extremely rare, maybe like a couple dozen of cases a year. So if it's not commotio cordis, is it a myocarditis-induced cardiac arrest? Could that be what happened? We have to know. Got to ask. Or is there a natural underlying heart issue that was undetected? Now, I think that would be a really unlikely coincidence, but there have been athletes in the past. And I mean, I'm, I'm not just talking about COVID past, but years and decades prior who have collapsed on the field through stress, exhaustion, you know, whatever other natural medical conditions in the heart and enlarged heart, things like that. But that would be an extremely unlikely coincidence that that would just occur within five seconds or so after the hit and the tackle being made. But some doctors say that it couldn't be commotio cordis because that happens instantaneously. And if that did occur, commotio cordis, 
then Hamlin would have been unable to actually stand back up. So there is this gap in time, again, about five seconds, five of five to 10 seconds to where after the tackle was made, you know, rolls off the receiver, rolls off T Higgins, stands up, you know, takes a couple of breaths and then boom, down to the ground. So why did that happen? How did that happen? We need to be asking these questions. And the fact that people don't want to hear these questions is just censorship continuing. These types of things are being, these types of questions are being throttled on social media. They're being shouted down. I already read through the headlines, grotesque, vile, exploitive, right? Conspiracy theorist trying to discredit the people who are asking these questions to make it, you know, so no one will believe them and think that they actually need to be listened to. This is the continuation again of a lack of discourse. As I talked about in a couple episodes ago, talked about multiple times, censorship, lack of discourse. No one wants to have an argument anymore. No one wants to have a debate. I mean, if we're supposed to trust the science, we're supposed to actually use the scientific method and figure out what's going on. I mean, we're talking about lives put at risk. In the, in the name of public health, we should be wanting to figure out what is going on. But why can't these questions be asked? Why don't people want these questions asked? And I, is it because this is a loose thread? And if you pull this thread, continue to pull and pull and pull, this whole entire public health structure is going to unravel. This whole large built-up structure of public health, national health here in America, is going to come tumbling down. If something is revealed, if it is revealed that not only is not only are the shots and the boosters causing myocarditis, especially in men in ages 20 to 30 years old or uh, 20s and their 30s, but that also causes individuals to go into cardiac arrest. Keep pulling that thread. The whole thing is going to unravel and come crumbling down. I believe it was one, a Pfizer executive went on record a couple months ago and said that you know, they pretty much lied about having their, their testing and their trials when rolling out the initial vaccine and, and promising that, hey, it's going to prevent the spread and all of that, that that was a lie. Yeah, they've been given immunity. <laughs> and I and you could say that we know why. There's no way they're going to put themselves up to speed up a vaccine and everything else and create it within eight months or so, eight to 10 months, where it typically takes about five years at a minimum and not have a way to cover themselves if something goes horribly wrong. But are they guilt? Are these pharmaceutical companies guilty of fraud? Is our own government and our agencies, the NIH, the NIAID, guilty of fraud? Guilty of negligence? Is that why this question can't be asked? Because there are too many people, there's too much, there's too much at stake. The livelihood of individuals and also the trust. Well, the trust has been eliminated for a lot of us here. We don't believe our federal government, the CDC is messed up, the NIH is messed up, NIAID is messed up, you know, Surgeon General's messed up. Local governments, state governments have all messed up. Some mistakes, some on purpose. The amount of power that was gained during those uh, 2020 and 2021, again, the structure of public health 
I think it's already been, you know, <laughs> for me, it's become crumbling down. But is is that the reason why we can't ask these questions, why we can't take an actual look at the data and the science and figure this out? We're just going to continue to allow young individuals and these athletes to to collapse, go into cardiac arrest. There was a um, an Air Force officer, young man at school, about, I believe he was 20, 21 years old, collapsed on his way to class. And we know that the that the United States military has required vaccination. So did he collapse from naturally occurring causes or did he collapse because of the shot or a booster? In the interest of public health and the lives of Americans, we need to be asking this question. But it seems as if there are too many people who are worried about themselves and lawsuits and their own credibility. And again, the public health apparatus too worried about those things to actually do the job they are supposed to be doing and ask questions about why it is these collapses and cardiac cardiac arrests are occurring to our to our citizens to our fellow Americans and that information not only applies here to America but it applies elsewhere across the world we could share that information with other countries to help their citizens to help everyone in this world. I mean, we're talking about billions of people received some form of this shot around the world. Billions. So I believe it is in our best interest to find out what is really going on two years after these shots began to be administered. Thank you for listening to Counterthought, a podcast conserving America's freedom, culture, and values. Remember to subscribe and like or rate the podcast on your podcast app or on YouTube and engage with the podcast on Instagram at counter underscore thought at counter thought CEO or on Facebook at counter thought podcast.